Our friends, we are in the 15th class, which is the 14th chapter of the Westminster Confession of Faith. Uh, We are a confessional church, uh, which means we believe in a written creed or confession that summarizes what we believe the Bible teaches. We We don't believe that when we say we believe in the Bible that we all are able to understand what that means without clear distinctions laid out that summarize what the Bible teaches. So uh, that's what it means to be a confessional church. We all have a confession, I would argue, whether it's written down or not. And ours is definitely written down. It was written down in 1647, called the Westminster Confession of Faith. We're on chapter 14 of Saving Faith. You should have it before you. We're going to read all three chapters this morning, and then we'll get into the discussion of what it means. So let's uh, take a moment, read the text, and before we do so, I will, if if you will, join me in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we ask that this morning you would lead us and guide us into truth. We ask that you would give us the gift of believing it and the strengthening of our faith to trust you, to rest upon you, rely upon you. We ask that you would correct... uh, misformed thoughts and truth about you and about ourselves, about the Christian life, about your word, and all the, all the things that we might be trusting wrongly. We ask that you would inform us and convince us, transform our, our lives through the opening up of your word and discussing it today. We ask that your spirit would be active, leading us, teaching us. We ask all these things for your sake today. Jesus, in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's get to it. So the first section as we get to it, is going to say this. And you'll notice it's all footnoted there with Scripture references. And I would, as always, encourage you to take some time and go look up all of the references. And that would be good for you in your soul. But um, we'll look at some of them today. Number one, the grace of faith whereby the elect are enabled to believe to the saving of their souls is the work of the Spirit of Christ in their hearts and is ordinarily wrought are worked by the ministry of the Word, by which also, and by the administration of the sacraments in prayer, it is increased and strengthened. By this faith, a Christian believeth to be true whatsoever is revealed in the Word for the authority of God Himself speaking therein, and acteth differently upon that which each particular passage thereof containeth, yielding obedience to the commands, trembling at the threatenings, and embracing the promises of God for this life and that which is to come. But the principal acts of saving faith are accepting, receiving, and resting upon Christ alone for justification, sanctification, and eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace. This faith is different in degrees, weak or strong, maybe often and in many ways assailed and weakened, but gets the victory, growing up in many to the attainment of a full assurance through Christ, who is both the author and finisher of our faith. All right, so we've got the whole summary of faith, saving faith, that is, in the Scriptures. What's the, what the Scriptures teach about saving faith? You want to come on in? I'm going to move you around over here by uh, Mateus over here and Justin right in between there. Uh, okay, uh, so let's um, let's look at it. So this this is uh, 
clearly for the elect only, this faith. You must be elect in order to have faith. We've gone through the Ordo Salutis, or the order of salvation. And if you're, if you're chosen, you're going to be enabled to believe. And this is to the uh, saving of our souls. So when I say uh, we are, when someone might say I'm saved by my faith, what do we mean by that? The instrument. It's a. It's. It's not. We're not. We're. We're still. We don't trust in our faith. Mm -hmm. We trust in Christ alone for that faith, which Mm. is an instrument um, to enable us to believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, see, when I when I say saved by faith, you know, it could be misunderstood. Uh, That is the faith which saves me. Uh, Right. Saved by. It's often we we think about. Oh yeah, I've got to believe in the, the Lord Jesus Christ, and I will not be condemned. You know, it's like John three eighteen. Now, if you, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, uh, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and God raised him from the dead, and you shall be saved. I mean, this is Romans ten nine. It's, uh, you know, what must we do to be saved? Well, repent and believe and be baptized. Right? These are the things that the apostles typically say. The question is, uh, so how does that work? It's the you said the word instrument. Yeah. Yeah. Like a, a tool. Hand. Uh huh. Tool. Yeah. Hand. Tool, you said tool. Yeah. yeah. You're thinking about the, the illustrations. Um, I'm going to do something here. Um, so so this right here. Uh, All right. Okay. I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach from right here. Yeah. Teach from right here. So uh, what's holding me up right now? The table. The table. Table's holding me up. Uh, I have faith that it will hold. I, that was a lot of faith I put in this thing. I'm not. I'm not light, especially from this view, because it really like. Uh, it's it's kind of. It's kind of <laughs> I think my, my faith is weakened, and I'm <laughs> stepping off the table at this time. So, uh, so you see that. Uh, so uh, you know, <laughs> there's a moment of terror where Cody mentioned uh, that it's, it's about to to bow up there. But yeah. So uh, so what, what what was holding me up there? The table, yeah. Uh, you know, I was. What was I doing? Anything to hold myself up? No. Okay. The, the table uh, was the thing. Okay. My faith was the trust or resting upon the table. Okay. Now, so what is it that saves us? Is not the faith, but the direction the faith is in. You know, in this situation, what keeps me off the ground from falling was the table. It did save me from falling. Now, the situation here is that we, we have to really understand there that it is the complete lack of work here. That's, that's just like that. I mean, resting upon. Like, that is what we're talking about when we're talking about saving faith. I don't do anything to contribute to it. If y'all would turn with me to Luke 23, this is the, this is the gold right here. This is why we why, why you're here today. Uh, so the, if you go to Luke 23 in your Bibles and look at the crucifixion section, and, it, and if you look at 39 and following, it says one of the criminals who were hanged railed at Jesus, saying, "Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us." But the others other rebuked him, saying. Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? 
and we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due reward of our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong, and he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he said to him, Truly I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Yeah. So I so let's let's look at that that section. Now what what did well I guess I'll I'll throw this out there. Any 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 lights come on as you read that in light of our discussion of faith? I mean what 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 did you think of when you read this uh, regarding faith? That he recognized immediately that Christ was his mm-hmm. savior. Mm-hmm. He said because he, he calls out to him. Yeah. Remember me when you come in your kingdom. Right. That's a, that's evidence he's. He is uh, at this time resting. He doesn't know, I mean, what Jesus is actually going to say, actually, right? So it's like, he doesn't know. He, Jesus could say no. Uh, and and that's, that's what faith is. I mean, like, we don't, you know, we don't know. We're resting on uh, the, the knowledge that we have, uh, but it's not us. I mean, if we, we're not in control here. This is the situation. We're, it's like I'm not in control of keeping myself off the ground when I'm lying on a table. Um, I'm going to lay my, my uh, hope for the future here. In the in the hands of Jesus, and uh, it's interesting here. Like the, the man who's being crucified next to him, he's being crucified. I mean, like he, like so. So you're 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 expressing an amount of, well, this is not the end for him. You know, he believes this is the Lord, this is the Messiah. So he so he has some knowledge of uh, that that's that's working obedience of faith out. You know, he he's he's asking out of out of a, of a, a internalizing of who this man is and what he's able to do. Uh, so he's, he's, he's acting in, in, uh, in accordance with what he believes about Jesus, right? So that's, that's a fascinating point there that, that you know, he's not asking uh, what he believes to be a dying man who has no future. He's asking him, when you remember me when you come in your kingdom in 42. Now, what does Jesus, uh, what, what did Jesus say? You will be with me today. Truly, I say to you, uh, and I, I say to you, today you'll be in paradise. Now, uh, now he could have said other things, right? Mm-hmm. He could have said other things. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. If you if you express enough obedience, then I will save you. You know, he, if you express enough, enough contrition and grief over your sin, like, look, you haven't done anything. Like, you you, you literally just understand who I am, and are begging for mercy here. Uh, you've done nothing. And I think that's like I think that's how we feel a lot of times is we have to sort of make ourselves worthy to ask things of Christ, and, and that's not what faith is. Faith is a resting, uh, you know. It's in, we, and we and this you notice there's there's two people there. Yeah, you know, one is railing at Jesus and, and and scorning him, and the other one is def- making a defense for Jesus and a, and a request. And so you see that there's two people there, and that speaks to what 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 this. Uh, first paragraph says is that the grace of faith, you know, this is, it's not expressly written here that this is why this is happening, but elsewhere in Scripture it says that, that this is a gift of God uh, that we believe. Uh, in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, for instance, it says, the grace of faith whereby the elect are enabled to believe the saving of their souls, one of them's elect, one's not, the saving of their souls, is the work of the Spirit of Christ in their hearts. So while Jesus is being crucified, the Spirit of Christ is active working in the heart of the man next to him and changing the man and enabling him to believe. This is the key. This is the saving of their souls is, is only by the work of the Spirit of Christ in our hearts. And it's ordinarily wrought by the ministry of the Word. Now, we're seeing that the Word is, 
is right next to him. You know, like yeah, it's physically like right there. So, but we ordinarily receive faith by the preaching of the word or the demonstration of the word, right? So this is the situation we have. The word is central to our faith, but the word's like just a few feet over. And, and so by which also it says by the ministry of the word and by the administration of the sacraments, the demonstration of the word and prayer, the working out of the word, uh, it's increased in strength. And you know, the great killer to bad theology is prayer, right? I mean, like, like this is the worst, like you have the worst theology. You start to pray, then you start to exercise faith. Okay. This is the issue. When we, when we pray, uh, a lot of reasons we believe bad things because we're not praying. You know, you know, you deal with uh, with all kind of issues in your in your spiritual uh, walk or your life with Christ. Uh, but but when you start to pray, uh, you start to be changed, and, and that's the work of the Spirit in you. Uh, and, and you are. It says here, faith is increased and strengthened. So not all people's faith is equal, uh, and not in your life, your faith may be stronger or weaker. You know, you notice my faith vacillated. I was pretty confident until Cody said, "You're going to be uh, falling if you don't get off that." You know, so so that, so so my, my faith diminished. Now I could have resolutely st- you know stood my ground and remained on the table, though with weakened faith uh, there. You know, but there's a, a sense in which we may not be very convinced, or we may be a lot convinced. But there, there that's the issue of like increased and strengthened. Uh, when we're more increased, we're going to be more li- likely to obey whatever the Lord de- demands of us, right? Uh, in all ways, and so that's the. That's the situation there is faith grows and, and weakens. But the faith itself is not the thing that saves us. Uh, it is a work of the Spirit whereby we receive it, and then it is worked out in our lives as we uh, follow the Lord and believe Him. Uh, so there's a difference between saving faith and then the ordinary exercising of faith that increases and strengthens over time. Any questions? Section 1. Great stuff. Yeah. Thoughts? Any new new aha moments or anything you want to share? Okay, we're about halfway done. Uh, just keep rolling. By this faith, a Christian believes to be true whatsoever is revealed in the Word. Now, this is an interesting point here. So we give God a blank check, and we're going to say, whatever you demand, I will do, according to your Word. Now, this this limits itself to the Word, what's revealed in the Word. Uh, now, we're not, uh, not that Justin asked you to do, or the, uh, the session asked you to do, or the, uh, you know, the, the uh, TV preacher asked you to do. It's like, no, a Christian's faith is in the Word. What does the Word say? Uh, this is why Luther, when he was uh, commu- you know, uh, confronted with his writings, and said, will you recant your writings? And read at the, uh, uh, the uh, Council uh, of Orange, I believe it was, where he was uh, confronted. And he says, uh, you know, uh, unless I'm convinced uh, by the word uh, and on sound reason, uh, I'm not going to do it. You know, so he's like, give me some time to think. I'm going to go back to my cell, look it over, pray, and then uh, I'll come back to you. And he says, no, I'm not. Here I stand. Uh, I am definitely not going to recant this because I believe what I've written is true to the word of God. And that's, what, that's, that's how he said it. It's in German and much more eloquently. So that's mm-hmm. the that situation. So the situation here is that the word is the uh, authority, the sole authority. And speaking therein, we're to, we're to speak the word and we're to read passages. And it says here, we act differently upon that which each particular passage thereof containeth, yielding obedience to the commands, trembling at the threatenings, and embracing the promises of God for his life and which, that which is to come. So we're not going to 
impose our will upon the Scripture, but we're going to let the Scripture impose its will upon us. We're not going to uh, enter, enter into eisegesis, but exegesis. We're going to bring the meaning out of the text rather than imposing upon it a structure that we like. This is the kind of scriptures we like. We're going to read these kinds, and we want the whole word, whole counsel of God. So, so that, that's an act of faith right there. This, that we, and that, that's, that speaks to our beliefs about God. Uh, do we believe God can be trusted? Do we have faith that God can be trusted? Well, we're going to obey the whole word. You know, if we don't believe it can be trusted, then we're going to just only obey parts of it. You know, there's faith is the all-embracing, uh, you know, knowledge of God where we act on it, right? So this is the situation. So, so we're going to look at the whole word and whatever it says uh, and obey it and trust it. But the principal acts of saving faith are accepting, receiving, resting upon Christ alone for justification, sanctification, eternal life by virtue of the covenant of grace. Let's look at this. Uh, where's my pen? Or uh, There it is. Okay. So, righteousness. And eternal life. Okay. These things are in Christ, right? Righteousness and eternal life are in Christ. All right, so... Okay, now they're on this. Now they're on this. Before they were outside of, uh, of me, but now I've, I've received them. Okay, this is the instrument. Okay, so, so, so they have to be, they have to be, I have to be receiving them, right? And that, so, so it's like, this is not the thing, which is my instrument whereby I've received, it's my tool that I've received these, the righteousness and eternal life, right? So I know these are symbols of it, right? They're not the actual thing, but but I'm receiving it by the cloth. The cloth is my uh, instrument, right? Does that make sense? I mean, so, so the, it's the, as it says here, uh, the, the acts of saving faith are accepting, receiving, and resting upon Christ alone for justification, sanctification, eternal life, by virtue of the covenant of grace. So I'm going to receive them. Faith is the instrument whereby I receive them, and that's what, that's what I get in Christ. Uh, it's all in Him, by the covenant of grace, that I receive all these blessings. Okay, uh, resting upon Christ alone for those things, all right? Now, the third section here is that faith is different in degrees, weak or strong, maybe often in many ways sailed, assailed and weakened, but gets the victory, growing up in many, the attainment of full assurance through Christ, and, and uh, who is both the author and finisher of our faith. Let's read uh, Hebrews 12, 2 real fast. If, would someone uh, look up that verse for me? Twelve one twelve two. I have it. Cool, thanks. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so what well, how does that relate here? We think about the, you know, okay, you know, the Spirit gave me the gift of faith, right? And the Spirit of Christ, author, 
I mean, but do we really believe he's the finisher? I mean, like, he, he's the finisher as well. I mean, that's, that's a lot to rest in. That's a lot of faith to give. Like, you mean, you mean I don't do it? I mean, it's like, this is a situation where it's like, uh, that's faith right there. You know, to, to, to believe that he's the perfecter of our faith is the ultimate faith, right? It means I don't perfect it. Like, so, so someone else besides me is perfecting it. Uh, that's what we believe when we talk about faith. It's outside of me. Just like this, this cloth receives what's on the board. I didn't have anything to do with that. Really. Well, I wrote it down, but but once it's out there, it's like I, it's not part. It's not mine. It's someone else's. Uh, so looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Like, we don't uh, earn our, uh, our 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 way into the covenant of grace. It, it's what Christ has done by His death and resurrection, right? That's ultimately going to secure our place, right? So it's the, it's the content of our faith is this Christ who joyfully set before, set before him the, the, the hope of a people uh, for the Father's glory endures the cross, despises the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So where Christ is, we will be as well. Let's look at uh, it's Ephesians six, sixteen. This is an incredibly important verse. Ephesians six sixteen. This goes along with the um, maybe often in many ways assailed and weakened to get to the victory. Um, scripture proof. Uh, six sixteen. Anyone got it? Got it. Okay. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you think about this, uh, you know, like, well, there, you know, say you doubt your salvation. You know, you're one of these guys who just like cannot believe that I can be saved. I mean, I have bad thoughts. I, I have all this sin. I mean, I'm like, how could I be, uh, you know, redeemed? How could God love me? You know, well. How do you fight that? This says you take up the shield of faith. Okay, now, now what is that? I mean, so I, I would look at what we just read in Luke uh, 23 and read that. And that's where, you know, your assurance of your salvation was worked 2,000 years ago. If that's true of him, then that's true for you. Uh, if you believe, that's also true for, for you. Uh, so, and you might, you might look at like Psalm 136 where it's, it has that repetition of, the steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. The steadfast love of the Lord endures forever. Just reading the scripture and, and believing, that's faith, right? So believing the promises of God is faith. So, so taking up the shield of faith when it's assailed, you know, when you have the doubts, when you have those intrusive thoughts, the fiery darts of Satan uh, condemning you, uh, and, and all, these, all these different ways, our goal is to live by faith and, and express uh, our faith through Love, uh, love to God, and love to others. So, so we want to express our faith, uh, and how do we do that without faith? I mean, we have to. I mean, the object of our faith, Christ. We have to know Christ and, and take Him in, because we are, you know, prone to uh, to wander. Uh, okay. Uh, all right. So uh, let's talk about this. Um, when we recognize our faith is weak, what priority should we place upon uh, public worship? Very high. Yeah, high. Okay. Because, I mean, for one, like I think we mm-hmm. it touched on mm-hmm. uh, 
well, the word, the mm -hmm. preaching of the word being, and then the sacraments, yeah. um, which strengthen our faith. And that's why I was thinking about that when we read it, because at one point in our lives, you know, we didn't, you know, have the supper each week. And that was something very important to me, mm -hmm. because when you truly understand that the uh, sacraments were, is to, you know, strengthen your faith. Mm -hmm. um, it becomes very important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, um, it's supportive. You know, you gain that support that you need. When you're weak in your faith, you know, your community helps to support you and lift you up mm -hmm. and guide you, you know, so that you become a better instrument yeah. of your, through your faith of Christ. Absolutely. Uh, that, that seems like uh, such a, a long-range, commit-to-the-long-haul sort of view, though, right? Mm -hmm. Every week worship, okay? Like, shouldn't there be an easier way? Like, I mean, like, so, like something to really get a, like a steroid injection of, of faith and improvement or endurance? But like, I'm like, no, there's not. There's no, there's no like, you know, commission to do such a thing, you know? And so as you think about how you're, you might be uh, weighed down with, with doubt of your salvation. And so what might you try to do? You might go out and uh, start researching like crazy. You know, you might seek it, you know, start confessing your sins like crazy and like, trying to make sure you've got it all right, you know, but like, that's not the commission, that's not the commission, you know, that the commission is, uh, you know, the ministry of the word, it's ordinarily wrought by the ministry of the word, uh, the administration of sacraments and prayer, uh, it's, the, it's these things that we're actually, you know, we don't know if we can trust, that we have to, we're not in control of them, we have to use, that's the whole nature of faith, we're not, we're not controlling the, the, the game, we go to the ministry of the word, sacraments, prayer. Uh, I think if you're if you're only doing it on a weekly basis, you're missing the boat altogether. So, mm -hmm. and I think everybody here knows that. I mean, mm -hmm. we're in the Word every day. You know, mm -hmm. we can get sermons every day and hear good sermons every day. So, yes, that's you true. Have, you have to sharpen that each and every day to stay. Thank there. the Lord, you can. Now, I've got I've got a few minutes here. Uh, let's see. Uh, so I was going to ask a, a question. How how have you personally? I mean, witnessed baptisms or Lord's Supper strengthening your faith that you mentioned that Tammy like any any stories uh, where you've you've noticed and uh, it's made a difference for you for I'd love to hear that testimonies hmm. Julius you got one communion is a time of uh, self-inspection yeah and uh, that's something I look forward to yeah just uh, Mm-hmm. Let me give you the preacher cam here for a minute. Okay. So yeah, so so like so when I'm when I help take up a baby and put water on the head of the baby in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, what what better picture of me is in that in that moment with the baby that I'm hold being held, supported, and the the blessings of covenant of grace are applied to me. Uh, and I, I I do nothing to receive them. You know, this is like so, so this is the thing. I, I, I'm literally resting in the arm of a, a person, you know, as, as the baby. You know, so the preacher cam looks at him like, okay, that's a very powerful picture uh, of what the Word of God teaches. Uh, you know, Ezekiel might say we're like, you know, dead on the ground like dry bones in a valley or something to that nature. And the Holy Spirit must uh, pick us up, put us together, and breathe life into us. Uh, we, we're, no one's righteous. No one seeks after God. No, not one Romans. But to see the little baby in the arm... You know, getting the blessings put upon him and declared to him is a picture uh, tangibly that our senses can 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 observe. 
uh, versus the uh, the mere reading of the text. You see what I'm saying? So there's a, there's a strengthening that occurs in the faith by the uh, senses. For me, um, when, when uh, like, just feeling discouraged um, is very much, I think, tied to just a like a, a self-focus mm-hmm. and God's church is bigger than just me and yeah. so coming to a weekly fellowship and especially like every single baptism mm-hmm. every single baptism I've ever gotten to witness is that reminder that it is it's bigger than me and um, and that that God is still mm-hmm. every single day drawing new believers yeah. To, into, um, into his covenant family. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's good. That's good, yeah. yeah. The sign of baptism, too. I mean, it, you're part of that, too, as, yes. as a congregation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Not only you, you're to help raise that child and nourish that child as well. So mm-hmm. that, to me, was something on, on a baptism that really... When you make that vow, sense. you're ultimately picturing the one who... The Trinity who's vowed to you, yeah, right? Who exactly. to, to For your edification, for your... Ben- you know, there's this... Yeah, you're you're imaging so many things in worship that you may or may not be aware of. You know, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll make you aware of those as we get through get through them over and over again every week. Um, you know, when we when we're discouraged and we're anxious about our our own salvation and our our faith and things of that nature, we sort of overemphasize ourselves too that we should be able to comprehend all things and have assurance of all like infallible assurance of our faith, right? We're elevating ourselves to a level that the Bible never puts us. You know, it never says you're this. You know, so I I think that uh, that we 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 short circuited the nature of faith as well when we start to seek for those uh, external or internal evidences to testify to our faith. So, yeah, I think you, you know Julius mentioned the satisfaction, which mm-hmm. I thinks yes, we do we do look, but the response should be look to Christ now mm-hmm. because for me for myself when I look when I look to myself it's not good from a perspective of God's holiness the communion the Lord's Supper reminds me who I am in Christ who shed his blood his body was broken right and that's the joy that comes from mm-hmm. The communion, the um, the celebration that we have, that we get to leave. We, it's you know, why do we end the service basically on communion? Like it's the last thing we leave with. Like leave with this. Yeah. You know, be reminded who we are in Christ. Who's our identity? It's the pattern of all of God's dealings with people. Is He works redemption and they eat. Like there's like hey, Passover, we're eating. Uh, we, you know, the, the end of the, the wedding supper of the Lamb, we're eating. You know, like, uh, okay, I'm about to go in the cross tomorrow and, and do this. We're going to eat. I mean, there's like, there's eating, there's fellowship, a holy people with a holy God in a holy place. And that's what was lost. That's the big, the big loss for us is the, is the breakage of our fellowship and harmony with God in sin. And sin's guilt, power, uh, effects, presence, and all the things are going to be negated at the end of days, but we're in the midst of a now, not yet time. With that yeah. said, we got to get out of here, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, next week. All right, uh, let's pray.
Our Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us, keeping us, protecting us, rescuing us. Uh, we ask that this morning you would give us uh, a faith that, that works, a faith that uh, trusts, a faith that uh, endures uh, all opposition and darts, uh, and that uh, is strengthened. We ask that you would give us uh, abiding trust in you uh, as you've worked saving faith in your people. Would you strengthen us and prepare us for the good works that you've created for us uh, in advance. We ask that today you would uh, bless us through all the elements of worship and bless your church. Build it up, we pray, uh, in all ways, and for Christ's glory. In his name we pray, amen. All right, let's get on.